of the day. Okay. When you get an opportunity in this game, you make a play. Yeah. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown, Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Well, hello again, everybody, and welcome to this edition of Defending the Kingdom. Mitch Holt is with you, the voice of the Chiefs, along with our split-screen virtual DTK show here with Matt McFarland, Chiefs reporter. This is where we're back to, buddy, uh, back to 2020. Uh, but that doesn't stop us from forging ahead with DTK. By the way, it's brought to you by 360 Vodka, the official vodka of the Kansas City Chiefs and Chiefs Kingdom and Kansas City's hometown vodka. That's the way it's been. This has been crazy. What a wild week last week and the Chiefs able to get the victory over the Steelers when you and I literally were looking at transactions and looking for any kind of word minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day. Yeah, it was stressful. I mean, especially doing our kind of work where a lot of our stuff is done ahead of time. We don't know if certain players are going to be available or not. But the best news of the day today, because we're shooting this on a Wednesday afternoon, is Coach Reed just said that everybody on the active roster cleared COVID protocols. It's truly the best news that I've heard in a long time. It says a lot about this team that they got through the two games where they had guys missing due to COVID. Uh, the biggest being guys like Chris Jones and Willie Gay. Uh, against the Chargers. Then, of course, last week, Travis Kelsey, one of your best players, one of the best players of all time at the tight end position, missing the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Chiefs still found a way to go 2-0 and in those games. So says a lot about this team, uh, but I'm so glad going into this game against the Bengals, uh, one of the biggest games of the year uh, that we'll have all of our horses ready to go. But you and I, virtual, that's fine. You know, I'm, I've taken over my wife's office here. No big deal. But uh, we'll find a way. <laughs> You being Matt Stat, though, and by the way, I'm in the, uh, the intergalactic, uh, I'm in the International Space Station, quite honestly. I'm just circling the Earth, ready to drop into Cincinnati at the proper time for the Bengals game. Truthfully, this is the uh, intergalactic headquarters of the Chiefs Radio Network, so it looks like I am in a space station here. Uh, but I expected to see, like a beautiful mind, Russell Crowe, all these algorithms on your back wall on the sheetrock, because you are the Matt Stat. Well, so I'm doing all my stuff in the office here this week just because it's easy and we're just trying to stay as safe as possible. Um, I took down some flowers and replaced it with a Chiefs helmet. I took down a picture behind me and put up like a big poster I have from the Super Bowl. So I'm trying to chief it out as much as possible. But, you know, it's still just an office, but I'm doing my best. 20 bucks if you take out a Sharpie and put up on the sheetrock the five key stats for this game uh, and just see what your beautiful young wife thinks of that like who just drew on the sheetrock uh okay let's get into this episode where we're calling it the best reality show and that is this national football league season of 2021 and for obvious reasons a crazy season for the Kansas City Chiefs but there is no reality show we all have our favorites down through the years you know, some have Tiger King some have Breaking Bad Mad Men was brilliant uh now we got Ted Lasso Yellowstone I mean we can list them all None of them have eclipsed. No script writer could write what's happened this year with the Kansas City Chiefs going into week 17 with this showdown game again uh, with the young and talented and hot Cincinnati Bengals. But before we get into that, are we, we have anybody that's checked in from around the world of our Defending the Kingdom members uh, who listen or watch us every week? 
Oh, do we? I mean, we have people from all over the world and all over the country. Uh, this list grows every single week. And you and I were talking offline about this. For everyone watching and listening, this is truly what motivates us to keep going forward every single day. I mean, it's awesome to see you guys listening and watching from around the country. All of you have so many incredible stories about why you root and cheer for this team. Uh, and it's really, it's really cool. Uh, it's just what I wanted to say before we get into this. Um, but here's all the names. So we have Marvin and the Bahamas. Marvin, it's currently like projected to be like five degrees in Kansas City this weekend. So this weekend, go outside, enjoy the weather uh, for all of us here in Kansas City. So Marvin in the Bahamas, we have a fan in Russia. We have Edward in the Czech Republic. He's in the hospital right now. So we're thinking of you, Edward, get well soon. Uh, then also Jim in Fiji. And then lots of people all over the country. So Aaron in Lawrence, Kansas. Steve in Muskogee, Oklahoma. Jack in Luana, Iowa. Barbara in South Central Kansas. Derek in Brooklyn, New York. Daryl in Excelsior Springs, Missouri, Hunter in Lakin from Tennessee, Nick in Georgia, Mitchell or Michael, excuse me, in Tampa, Sue in Wichita, Christian in Omaha, Ronald in Flushing, Michigan, a fan in Mount Washington, Kentucky, and Bruce in Bowling Green, Kentucky. People all over. We're adding to our list every single day. Uh, it's an awesome thing to see. Love it when we get these Eastern European defending the kingdom. <laughs> Uh, listeners and viewers, love it. And you Kansans, I will give you another um, uh, a rebuke here. South Central Kansas covers like 200 miles. Like, so you've got to narrow it down. I got I have to have a community and uh, then I can pinpoint this. But you tell me South Central Kansas, you might have say, hey, they're listening in Australia. Well, okay, that's a continent. You know, it's like how many kilometers across and wide and tall. So anyway, that being said, let's push on here with what has been the best reality show that you could experience. And that's his 2021 Kansas City Chiefs season. And one of the episodes would be, I believe, the hundo hundo. Andy Reid getting 100 wins at Philadelphia and 100 wins with the Chiefs. And he won the 100th game for the Chiefs in Philadelphia. You can't make that up, Matt. No, you can't. It was truly amazing. To, and to have like the symmetry of it all, like you just said, to win your 100th game with the Chiefs, to become the only head coach in NFL history to win 100 games with two different franchises, and to do it at the link in Philadelphia, where he became the winningest coach in Eagles history, it was nuts. That game was also important for the morale and psyche of this year's team, though, because we'll talk about the first seven games of this season and how it was a struggle uh, at times. But luckily, the Chiefs had games like they had against Philly, like they had against Washington, where they looked like themselves, particularly offensively. And that was important, I think. Uh, the beginning of the season was a struggle uh, throughout. But we look back at those games like Philly and Washington, really glad we got those wins, right? Because when we're looking at the AFC playoff picture, we're hanging on to a one-game lead uh, in the AFC right now for that one seed. So those games were very important back then. And I don't think I've ever seen Coach Reed, maybe the Super Bowl, Okay, but beyond the Super Bowl, I don't think I've ever seen Coach Reed smile uh, as big as he was smiling after that Philly game because we had him on Rewind uh, and he was so excited. It was it like brings me joy to see Coach Reed happy, and he was pretty happy after that one. Images stay in your brain and your soul, just like a screenshot sometimes. And I remember looking at it before we left. I just looked out on that field and thought, man, don't let this moment pass, and just took a deep breath of Philly oxygen and thinking, what did we just see right here? All right, another episode would be the first seven games because it would be entitled, What's Wrong With These Guys? The whole NFL world was smashing pumpkins for Michael Irvin or Brian Baldinger saying it's a washed-up ex-champion. I mean, we were hearing 
the demise of the Chiefs and Mahomes has been figured out and blah, 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 blah. And then minus 10 uh, going into the eighth game of the year in the giveaway takeaway ratio. That would be part of this reality show. And like, wow, these Chiefs are gone, dead, buried. See you later. So when you have a team like the Chiefs, which if we're being realistic, has been the best team in the NFL for like four seasons now. I know they haven't won the Super Bowl every year, but in terms of consistently consistently being a great team, this has been the best team in football for four years. And on the outside, so people not in Chiefs Kingdom, that gets kind of boring and people start rooting for the demise of those champions. And we've seen that for years with teams like the Patriots or in basketball, teams like the Spurs and baseball, everyone hates the Red Sox and Yankees. That's kind of what's happening to the Chiefs now is that the Chiefs ever bleed a little bit, all of a sudden everyone piles on and wants to jump on the new thing. I get it, that's human nature. The thing with the Chiefs early on, they weren't looking like themselves truly because they were not playing Chiefs football. So you think about the problems this team was facing, 17 turnovers through seven weeks. That was the most in the NFL by five. The Chiefs don't turn the ball over. It was so strange. Over and over again, we were seeing this team commit mistakes that they had not committed in the past. Uh, there, You mentioned it, their um, giveaway takeaway numbers, they were minus 10. That was tied with Jacksonville for the worst in the NFL. What are we talking about? I mean, this is not Chiefs football at all. And they were losing games that they normally win. So Baltimore and the Chargers game early on, they lo they lose those two games by a combined seven points, despite turning it over six times in those games. And they allowed 27 or more points in six of seven games. That wasn't Chiefs football. And for you and me, we've watched this team for a long time now. We've been around this team a ton. We were just wondering, like, this isn't going to continue because this is not what these guys do. And that was the encouraging thing about it, at least, was these turnovers, this bad luck, it's not going to continue because we know how good this team can be. It's just about banding together and getting through it. And the irony is I think that part of the season actually was maybe a good thing for this team, in a sense, now that we've gotten through it, because they went through the adversity. They went through all that bad stuff, and they realized we can get through this kind of thing and we can do anything. And think about this. The Chiefs are facing all those uh, shell coverages, those two high safety coverages uh, early in the year. They're still facing them. The Steelers played a ton of that on Sunday, but they've kind of figured it out now. So, hey, that was your big recipe, your big blueprint for stopping the Chiefs. But, uh-oh, the Chiefs have kind of figured out how to get through that now. They figured it out over the course of one season. And now look at where we are. We're the top seed in the AFC right now with two games to go. Already got the division title uh, in hand. It's pretty crazy what the Chiefs were able to accomplish here. And it says a lot about this team and how they banded together uh, to get through it. Because that wasn't Chiefs football earlier. And what we're seeing now, this might be the best brand of Chiefs football that we've ever seen. Yeah, for sure. And people want to compare this team to other Andy Reid teams. And in many ways, you're looking at this team having the potential to be the best of all of them. All right. Uh, then it'd be like watching The Bachelor or The Bachelorette and you're going, he or she's not going to pick that one because it's like the nerdy guy or gal. It's like, come on, they don't need to. And then all of a sudden they're the ones that are chosen and they're the best of all. And that's the defense here because nobody thought the defense would be this good of an eight, eight game stretch. I mean, they were 27th in points allowed at the low point in the weeks one through seven. And then to give up right down the line, 17-7, 14, the 9-9-9, the 28 against the Chargers in overtime, and then the 10 points, 12.9 over this eight-game winning streak. Nobody in the NFL saw that coming from that group. No, and it's funny because the Chargers game kind of has an asterisk on it because we were missing Chris Jones, Willie Gay, and Legereus Sneed in that game. And the defense, despite the points allowed, still came up with some big plays in that game. They had multiple stops uh, deep in their own territory that helped win that game for the Chiefs. 
the defense has been nothing short of remarkable. I mean, this is a historical thing that we're seeing here. In their last eight games, they've allowed more than 17 points one time just to the Chargers. Other than that, they've been basically unscorable. You can't score on these guys because they've been so good uh, against good offenses too, like the Dallas Cowboys. So it's been nothing short of amazing what this defense has been able to do. When the offense was kind of going through some stuff and figuring out how to consistently beat those two safety shell looks, the defense is what picked them up. It was true complimentary football. And now with the offense heating up like they are right now, the defense is continuing to play as well as they've played. That's why right now this is the most complete team in football because they're playing in complete football on both sides of the ball right now, and it's super exciting. So, again, the best reality show that there is – Andy Reid's hundo hundo game. The what's wrong with these guys? Answer nothing. In fact, they may end up being better than even anybody thought. And then the worst of first week. That's not something you will see very often. The Chiefs were last going into week 10 in the AFC West. And when the smoke had cleared going to week 11, they were first. And that's a moment that I won't forget. That game was so much fun because there was so much on the line. So the, the Chiefs came into that game feeling good. We started playing better. Uh, you know, we we're over 500 and we had a great opportunity to go into Vegas on the road on national television and remind everyone who we are. But it's important to remember that the Raiders also had a great opportunity. That was their opportunity to say, hey, we're the next best thing. We're going to go after this division. They were in first place at that point, I think. Right. I mean, that was their opportunity to sure. say, this is our year. You've had your time. This is our year. And the Chiefs promptly said, no, it's still our time <laughs> because they had 516 yards of offense, 41 points. They scored on seven of nine drives. It was a crossroads moment for this team. If the Chiefs had lost that game, of course, they still had an opportunity to make the playoffs, make a run at this thing. But in terms of perception, of morale, of how you're feeling, that was an opportunity to really kick things into high gear and to win not just against the Raiders on the road in a big game, but to win the way they did, making plays on offense and defense. It was really just announcing to the world, hey, you shouldn't have written us off when you did uh, because we're still here. And we've seen that in the week since. Again, we're doing this episode of Defending the Kingdom virtually because of the new COVID rules. So Matt and I are distanced here. Uh, and again, Defending the Kingdom brought to you by 360 Vodka, the official vodka, the Chiefs Kingdom, and Kansas City's hometown vodka. All right, another uh, episode before we go into this week's episode would be with six you get a hat and a t-shirt really the flipping of the sixes which I mentioned on the play-by-play -play. there's different probability tables you can look at week to week of making the playoffs of winning your division of winning a Super Bowl one probability table I saw after the three and four start was the Chiefs had a six percent chance of winning the AFC West well last week on Sunday that six gets pushed flipped if you will from a six percent chance to a sixth consecutive AFC West Division Championship. I say, don't run back into the burning house. We said that on three and four, when the Chiefs were three and four. Coaches rescued this team time and time again. 2014, 2015, 2017, 2019, now 2021. But also, you don't start the snow cone machine. We're not going to have parades for winning this uh, AFC West six straight times. But, Matt, but you and I also love and study history and it's a very historic moment for the Chiefs to do that, especially when you see the turnaround from Halloween to the day after Christmas. For all the reasons that we've talked about on the show so far is why I think of all the division championships that we've piled up here now, this is the sweetest one. And I've been saying that on all of our things now. I remember uh, in the hotel room talking to you uh, before the Chargers game, saying if we can just win this game, I really truly don't believe this team is going to lose again. If we can win the division here. 
we're not going to lose again. And to win the Chargers game the way we did, which I think was one of the most exciting regular season football games I've ever seen and been there for. I mean, it was just truly incredible. I couldn't stop smiling the entire way home, even though it was the middle of the night. But to follow that up with just a complete dominant performance against the Steelers is even better. Because if you think about, I think that maybe the prologue to the episode of uh, the, the division title week would be those three divisional games. How difficult is it to win three straight divisional games in a span of like 12 days? And then to, after that, keep it going and, you know, keep your eye on the prize here. It's very difficult. And for the Chiefs to win those three divisional games and then to just completely dominate the Steelers on both sides. I mean, it really was domination. They scored 36 points without Travis Kelsey and don't allow the Steelers to score until early in the fourth quarter. Listen, I get the Steelers are not the team that they used to be, but they're still in playoff contention. The Steelers beat the Titans two weeks ago. Okay, the Steelers are not used to being embarrassed like that. And for the Chiefs, it was just a complete performance. So it's a culmination of everything this year, of the offense figuring out these two high uh, safety looks, of the defense learning how to be a complete defense and getting guys healthy and learning how to play with one another. It culminated, I think, in that Steelers game. And I also think the morale boost that that Chargers game had to be down on the road on a short week against a team that wants nothing more than to beat you with the division on the line for the Chiefs to score three straight touchdowns in that game, to win that game the way they did, I think they carried that energy into the Steelers game. And I've been saying this all week. If you're the rest of the NFL and you're watching this team right now, it's very scary. That's one game you're probably good you didn't help me spot because now the GoPro videos become famous. I was going nuts on that call and obviously even threw a pad of, you know, against the window. It was uh, it was a moment, but I knew the enormity of the moment as I saw Travis Kelsey running at me and a bad place to do a game. But really from a vantage point, but he's coming right at me. And I just thought, man, this is a historic moment in big time. But what an episode with a uh, with six, you get a hat, a t-shirt, and you flip the sixes. Now it leads us to the matter at hand, and that is the week 17 episode. And that is against the Cincinnati Bengals. And this episode would be clinch. If the Chiefs can win and the Titans lose, and they're playing the red hot dolphins here, the teal hot dolphins, uh, the Chiefs can clinch the bye going into week 18, something that's unthinkable going back to Halloween. But here are the villain this week in this episode, the Cincinnati Bengals. Upstart, young, talented, coming off a smoking hot victory over the uh, Baltimore Ravens, where Joe Burrow threw for half a thousand yards. In fact, his two games against the Ravens this year, Matt, he's got almost a thousand yards in those two games alone. A thousand of his four thousand yards are against the Ravens uh, in two games, but still they're talented. Uh, we know what Jamar Chase can do. We know all the going down the line, T. Higgins. Uh, but it's a clinchy game. The Chiefs can clinch, but so can the Bengals. And it brings you drama now in the seventeenth episode of this best reality show. It's kind of interesting because when the schedule came out. Uh, back in the spring, we circle games, right? So you circle the Cowboys game, the Packers game. These are the big games of the year. The Bengals were coming off of a season in which they went 4-11-1. So we really didn't maybe circle that game as a game like, hey, this could be one of the best games of the season. But it has a chance to be because these are the two of the best teams in the NFL right now in the Chiefs and the Bengals. I mentioned this on Kingdom Conversations that will air on a Chiefs Insider, but I really respect how the Bengals have built their team. Because I think nowadays, the way the NFL is, so many teams want like a quick fix. They want to hire a coach, get a quarterback, everything 
is fixed right away, right? Well, that's not how it works in the NFL. The Bengals hired Zach Taylor a few years ago and stuck with their plan despite a lot of losing. He went 2-14 and 14 in 2019. Think about that, how that wears on you as a team, 2-14. and 14. And then 4-11 and 1 last year. But they get Joe Burrow, and of course he's coming off the injury from last season, uh, but he's kind of followed through on the promise that you hope you get when you draft a franchise quarterback number one overall. And this is an exciting team that seeing all those years of losing and, and sticking with it kind of pay off because they have a lot of weapons and they're looking really good. And right now they got to be the favorite, I think, in the AFC North. You mentioned if they win this game, hopefully they don't. Uh, they clinch the AFC North. But uh, even if they lose to the Chiefs on Sunday, I think this is your your favorite in the AFC North. I think it's clearly the best team right now um, with the Ravens being as beaten up as they are. And Burrow, I mean, what can you say about this guy? I mean, 30 touchdown passes this year. He's completing 70% of his passes. His deep ball throwing and accuracy is a lot better this year, I think, than it was last year. And when you have receivers like this guy does, Jamar Chase, 1,000 receiving yards and 10 touchdowns, averaging 17 yards per catch. He has 12 catches of at least 25 yards this year. That's sixth in the NFL. And then a big physical wide receiver like T. Higgins to complement that. And Tyler Boyd's still there. Tyler Boyd's an excellent receiver. And Joe Mixon, when the season ends, they're going to have four guys that have over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So he spreads the ball around to all of these guys. Lots of weapons. The key here for the Chiefs defensively, we talked about how good the defense has been. you got to get pressure on Joe Burrow because when he has a clean pocket, and if you look at pro football focus grades, he's been, according to them, the best quarterback in the NFL. You can't allow him to have a clean pocket. The good news is he's been sacked 47 times this year. This offensive line for the Bengals has struggled. Sometimes he holds on to the ball a little long, hoping that big play can develop. Uh, and you can get to him. And, you know, 47 sacks uh, is the most in the NFL. And also 14 interceptions. It's tied for the most in the NFL. So you can get to him. He can make mistakes. But he's very dangerous. And this Bengals offense uh, is pretty loaded, to say the least. Yeah, let me react to that. I, you bring up a great point about Zach Taylor and hanging in there with him. Remember, Marvin Lewis was there a long time. Uh, and they could have, I mean, Zach Taylor was the youngest guy in the NFL when he got that job, our second youngest, I think. Uh, but the fact that, and there's some, there's some ties here to the Chiefs kingdom. He played community college football at Butler County, uh, one of the top uh, collegiate JUCO programs in El Dorado, Kansas, just down the turnpike from Arrowhead Stadium. And then at Nebraska, he was the Big 12 Offensive Player of the Year as the Cornhusker quarterback. I go back and knowing his dad, Sherwood, who's an awesome dude, played football at OU in the defensive secondary, I knew him when he was a DB's coach at K-State. Uh, just a quality, quality, quality family. And Zach is a quality coach, but they could have punted on him, like, let's get him out of here and try something new, which a lot of these NFL teams do, and they make the mistake. It just sets things back. But they hung in there with Zach, which was good. Then they get Burrow. Then they go get Chase, where they thought maybe somebody they would take Penny Sewell or go take Rashawn Slater. Nope, they're going to take Jamar Chase, and it's paid off for them. Uh, but the other point I would dovetail on, too, and, and then also – with Mixon, uh, he's such an outstanding all-purpose back. But uh, C.J. Uzama is also a guy that's hung around there, too. He's the, he's in that Tyler Boyd category of like, you know what? He's pretty good. And he survived bad years to go, wait a minute. Now I'm going to flex my muscle some. Uh, kind of like Derek Johnson was with the Chiefs when the Chiefs got rolling in the first years with Andy Reid. But the other thing I would say on the sacks, always look for hidden yards when you look at uh, Cincinnati. It has a chance to attack you vertically maybe better than anybody else in the league. They have 13 touchdowns, Matt, of 30 yards or more. 13. The next closest team has seven, so they can attack you vertically. But those sacks, always look, fans, at sack yards. Look for hidden yards uh, in a stat sheet, meaning 
penalties, not just the amount of penalties. These guys, at least penalized, penalized team in the NFL are the Bengals, but how many yards? I can have five penalties, but if they're all 15 yarders, that adds up to, you know, three times as many five yarders. The other is the sack yards. Look at the sack yards. Those 47 sacks have been for 339 yards, Matt. That equals 21 points. So not only, and, and the pro football focus numbers, when he is, uh, has a clean pocket, he's awesome, especially those deep throws. He's the best deep ball thrower percentage-wise and stat-wise now in the league, even a little bit better than Pat. But, but when you pressure him with four, if you can get four-man pressure on him, his numbers go way off the cliff. So uh, there's a chance to attack them and get pressure with four that the Chiefs have proven they can do. Yeah, that's what they. That's been a big reason why this defense has been so good over the last several weeks is they've proven they can get pressure with four. The pressure was missing early on in the season, and pressure is so key to any defense because uh, if your secondary has to cover for a couple more seconds, I mean, that can lead to a blown coverage. It's hard to cover in the NFL. These guys are getting pressure on the quarterback uh, and forcing them to get rid of the ball quickly. You don't want to get beat with big plays against these guys. Uh, and if we can get pressure on Joe Burrow uh, with four, maybe bring the occasional blitz with guys like Legereus Sneed um, out of the slot position, uh, I think you can really mess with Joe Burrow and what, what he likes to do. You cannot let these guys be on time. They're too good. You cannot let them be on time. Got to disrupt their timing. The good news for the Chiefs is they've been disrupting the timing for quarterbacks for weeks now. So hopefully they can just keep that going here. It's a great test before the playoffs get underway. It really is. Because this Bengals squad is going to be in the playoffs. Right now they're the three seed in the AFC. This is a great opportunity to go on the road against a team that will probably be hosting a playoff game at some point and to show what this defense can do against a very good offense. So one final look here on this episode of Defending the Kingdom, which we're calling... Uh, the best reality show there is. Uh, and this week 17 episode on this reality show, which is really the clinching week. Chiefs could clinch. They win the game. They get the bye if the Titans lose. And since he can clinch just by beating the Chiefs, they'll clinch the North for the first time since 2015. We haven't mentioned the other side, but Patrick Mahomes against this Cincinnati Bengal defense. Trey Hendrickson was really good at the Saints. Bengals decided to give him money. Everybody goes, well, I think it was Cam Jordan or it was the Saints scheme. No. He's good at 14 sacks. The other thing that I've noticed about them, though, in their secondary, this is something very interesting, and I'm not sure I've seen this in 28 years as being the voice of the Chiefs. Every one of their secondary players, every corner and every safety, Sands, one, are all free agents. None of them are homegrown within the Bengals organization. And I found that interesting. So they're trying to piece it together. They've spent their draft picks on these offensive guys and defensively they're just trying to throw something together with free agents so that makes a very interesting matchup battle uh, to me with the Chiefs offense go against the Spengals defense yeah that is interesting to see how teams build different sides of the ball Trey Hendrickson is a free agent that's working out for them so far you mentioned that he has a half sack in 11 straight games at least a half sack in 11 straight games uh, so he's been amazing. Got to make sure you're accounting for him. The good news for the Chiefs is this offensive line. I mean, what can you say about them right now? They're playing great football. We talked all year long about how this group is going to gel. Just takes some time. Got to learn each other, learn how to communicate with one another. And also Patrick Mahomes has to learn their tendencies. Well, we're seeing that now. I think a great example of it was that uh, touchdown pass to Byron Fringle, the five-yarder uh, against Pittsburgh. How long did Patrick Mahomes have the ball there? It seemed like forever. I mean, he's just scanning, looking. And the cool thing about that is when he found Byron in the back of the end zone, what's the first thing that Mahomes did? He pointed at all his offensive linemen. So that just shows how good this unit is operating right now. That's what you need against a pass rusher uh, like Trey Hendrickson. 
Uh, one stat that stood out to me about their defense is they've allowed 2,252 uh air yards this year. So not yards after the catch, just the football thrown through the air uh, over 2,000 yards. That's second most in the NFL. And they've also allowed 29 passes of 25 or more yards. They also don't force a lot of turnovers, which is good for the Chiefs. They've been so good in terms of turnover margin. I think they're plus 13 during their winning streak. Um, So that's good. And this defense for the Bengals, they have playmakers that can do things, but they do allow the big play from time to time. And the way Patrick Mahomes is throwing the football right now, you can just tell that he's feeling it a little bit, which you can't really quantify, but you could just see it uh, with your eyes. Uh, It's exciting against this Bengals defense. So hopefully it's not a shootout on Sunday. I believe our defense can contain um, Joe Burrow uh, if he can get pressure. Um, But if it is a shootout, uh, this Chiefs offense is playing as well as any right now in the NFL. Yeah, your stat's a really good one. It's another equalizer of like, why aren't these guys 12 and 3 and blowing everybody out every week with the weapons that they've got? Because they've allowed 38 20-plus yard plays this year. So they've neutralized their 20-plus plays that they get on offense by giving those up on defense. In fact, only the Jets in Baltimore have allowed more 20-plus yard passing plays than these guys. But it goes back to that free agent group. Uh, trying to gel. You got a bunch of guys back there. If you just study the Bengals secondary and go, wow, this it's a refugee camp. And I'm, I don't say that as a criticism. I say it as sometimes gelling free agents can take a year because there's so much come and go there. Right. And it's just, it's just a very interesting study for these guys and to see how they've approached it. All right, get ready for week 17 of this reality show. Uh, and it's the week of clinching. Chiefs could clinch. Uh, But here we go, Matt. Hang on. But man, what a show. This is worth a subscription. Yeah, this is a lot of fun, isn't it? And this is way back in OTAs even. I was going to say training camp, but way back in OTAs, this is where we envisioned ourselves being right? It was a chance to clinch the top seed uh, in the AFC, to have home field advantage throughout the playoffs, and to try to get back to the Super Bowl because this team has unfinished business. They still have a bad taste in their mouth um, for what happened in the Super Bowl last year, and this team knows that they can go to the Super Bowl and accomplish uh, their ultimate goals. It's just so exciting to me, and I think it's so special that the year started the way it did. And I know I'm a broken record. I keep saying this, but it's important. The year started the way it did, and this team didn't crumble. It actually made them stronger. So to think where this team is now and all the things they have out in front of them, uh, it's a very exciting time to be a Chiefs fan. And this game should be a lot of fun because, again, uh, this is one of those matchups that, hey, maybe we could see later on in the playoffs. We don't know. What were you doing out there in the Chiefs kingdom on Halloween? What were you thinking? Were you optimistic? What will you be doing on the evening of January the 2nd? You might be celebrating a one seed and a bye in the AFC playoffs. Thank you for joining us in this edition of Defending the Kingdom. He's Matt McMullen, Matt Stat, yes, writing algorithms on the sheetrock of his uh, house. I'm Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs. Get ready, Chiefs Kingdom, for the next episode of this great reality show. Ten, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.